friends of mine. And anyway, while I was there, people, uh, and I've never had people to do this because I'm usually preaching, they usually rush me right out, but I had people coming up to me and one lady telling me how that I administered to her and, 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 um, I won't go into the story. Uh, I don't want it to sound like anything about me. But and then another gentleman come up to me and told me, he said, "I've got a prophecy you gave me," and and begin to share how it all came to pass. And it was over and over again, people telling me how God had touched their lives. And so it's the same here in Dallas. Many people have been touched and blessed. And so we're grateful that God is touching the hearts of life of people and causing them to grow and increase. And isn't that what it's all about? Is God wants us to grow. He wants us to increase. And He wants us to touch out reach out and touch the lives of hurting people. And that's what we're trying to do right here is touch the lives of hurting people and then may teach the word and help you be stronger uh, so that you can touch the lives of other people. Somebody say, I'm glad I'm a child of God. Well, this morning I want to uh, talk to you about something that I don't think I've ever really ever said it in this way, but I want to talk to you about voices, um, because we all hear voices, and so my title, Voices, which one are you listening to? And um, I'm telling you, there's a lot of voices in the world today, but uh, I, I want to learn to listen to the voice of God. And if we can learn to listen to the voice of God, our life will certainly be a lot better. So let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for our praise, our worship time. I thank you for the people that are here and the people that are watching and will be viewing with us here as we come on and those that will view later. I just pray, Lord, that you will anoint uh, all the ears of the listeners, the viewers, of the people here in, in church today, God, that you will just touch each one and their hearts and minds will be open to receive. You'll give me the right words to speak, the right words to say that will bring life and healing and encouragement to all. Father, give me supernatural recall to speak your words and to say what you want me to say. Lord, somehow let this be a special day that people will grow and, and learn to discard wrong voices and listen to the right voice. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, before I get started, I'll give you a little story. You know, this guy uh, went, to, uh, he, he, he thought his wife was hard of hearing, so he went to the doctor and talked to her about his wife that was uh, possibly hard of hearing. The doctor said, well, I can give you some things to kind of test out and see where we are before you bring her for her an appointment. And um, he said, just get away from her quite a distance and speak in a normal tone and, and talk to her and see if she hears you. And so um, he said, okay. Uh, and so a few days later, he was uh, in the living room, and she was in the kitchen, but he could see her. And um, he asked her, he said, uh, uh, he was about 40 feet away, and he said to her, he said, what's for supper? 
And uh, there was no response. And so he walked 30 feet and he asked her the same question, what's for supper? And there was no response. Well, the third time he went about uh, 20 feet and he said, what's for supper? And there was no response. So, so he went down 10 feet. And so uh, he, he asked her again, what's for supper? And she said, no response. So finally he went up real close to her and he said, what's for supper? And she said, for the fifth time, chicken. <laughs> so isn't that the way it is sometimes that um, in our lives we are either deaf or that's really going on uh, failing to perceive reality or we think it's the other person's problem when it's really our own uh, sometimes we have selective hearing, you know. We hear what we only want to hear. So uh, I, I, I just thought that was a good opener here this morning that many times we think it's the other person that's not, not uh, doing the right thing, but many times it's, it's us. Uh, and we need to get ourselves more uh, tuned in. Anyway, Melina, bless you. I hear you just uh, finished your associate's degree. Bless you, dear. Thank you for hanging in there, dear, and just being faithful. You are something else. We're really proud of you. Let's all one more time give Melina a great big hand of gratitude. Wow. Well, anyway, I for the last couple of Sundays, you know, I've been speaking to you about um, um, I've been speaking to you about roadblocks and detours and. Uh, on, on the road to our f destiny, our future, or, or, or in the journey of faith, and and you know part of part of the whole life is in learning to enjoy the journey because in the journey they got everything in the world that can happen, and you don't know what is going to happen. You know, just like how many of you have seen our son David's Jeep, that big yellow Jeep with those big wheels, and well, you know that's one of the most uh, intriguing cars, you know, you'll see. But the other night, him and Jordan was uh, coming out of uh, a restaurant and somebody just coming down the road about 60, 70 miles an hour uh, went into him, picked that Jeep up and turned it around. And now most likely it's a total loss. And uh, the other guy's car's a total loss as well. Most likely they figuring that out right now, but, you know, they could have been killed, and David said, had my Jeep not been so high, um, he said, even though that side airbag did come out, he said, I'd have probably been killed, so, you know, we need more than ever to be ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, because we don't know what day or hour or what's going on, and so we need to hear better. If we can hear better, then I believe that we can be a, 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 a much more uh, faithful, committed Christian to have the blessings of God on our life. Now, I, I, I'm going to continue this message, even though I'm taking a different slant this morning, because I felt like this part needed to be put in about roadblocks and detours, so my title is different, because um, I, 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 I just feel like that many people don't really realize the impact of voices. And it's important to listen to the right voice during the detour, 
or when a roadblock comes or even when things are going well. And making the right choice to listen to the right voice will determine a good outcome for your future. And many times making the choice to, to listen to the um, right voice is hard to do, especially if you don't have the right attitude. You know, last week I was speaking about uh, flying an airplane and when you get into circling. Well, I actually, it, it, you don't really circle. You, they put you in a holding pattern. And um, you know what I'm talking about, Joy. She's uh, a flight attendant, so she knows and understands all. You've probably been in a lot of holding patterns. But, you know, as I said last week um, about this, that uh, when you're in a holding pattern, it's, it's not a circle. I mean, you could be, but most of the time it it's, it's just goes down certain, and then you make a turn, and then you come back the same direction, and you do this over and over and over again until the holding pattern is over. And I said there is more to a holding pattern than most people think. They think that you just put the airplane on a heading, and you fly, and then you decide to turn it. But, you know, uh, each time you go around that uh, holding pattern, the, the winds could change just a little bit. And if the winds change just a little bit, it causes you to have to have a degree change or degrees change, depending, of the airplane. Not only that, but you have to keep the right attitude of the airplane. Attitude of the airplane could be up or down or this way or that way and then you have to have the right airspeed and then you have to have the right altitude. So there's a lot of things involved in a holding pattern and so there's a lot of things in walking with God. There's different things that happens to us each day that when it happens we need to be trained to know what to do. You know, just like you've heard me talk about when I lost an engine once in the airplane when I was flying. And, well, you know, it didn't frighten me when I lost the engine because I knew what to do. But when I lost the engine, I couldn't turn around to my passengers and say, what do I do now? You know, I, I had to decide what to do, and I had been trained what to do. Well, that's what I teach you for every Sunday morning, is to teach you and train you when you get up and something happens. You know, I asked David a couple of days ago, I was out of town when the accident happened, and uh, when the accident happened, I asked David a couple of days later, I said, how are you doing? He said, well, you know, it took me a couple of days, and he said, uh, you know, because this was a car, his dream car. Uh, all, all, he's just wanted this particular car. He's put everything on it, had it jacked up, had them big tires. I'm, and God only knows what he put on there. Had special lights, had turned colors on the headlights, and all, I mean, on and on and on. Anyway, I said, how are you doing? He said, well, it took me a couple of days. But he said, Dad, this is what happened. I got to get up and I got to go on. I can't, um, I can't uh, stop. I just got to keep on going. So I, I think that many times because we listen to the wrong voice, many people get stuck. And, and when they get stuck, sometimes they get discouraged. Sometimes they get angry. Sometimes they, they uh, walk out of relationship because they, they don't do the right thing. And making the choice to listen to the right voice will determine a good outcome for your future. 
And I, I pray today that words I say and speak to you today will help all of us, including myself, because I need to hear the voice of God better. See, and I believe, I, I really believe this with all my heart, that uh, everyone struggles from time to time with making important and good decisions. I, I just believe that's something that everybody, and if you don't, then uh, come and lay hands on me and, and pray for me that, that I'll never struggle with, <laughs> with a decision. Uh, as Christians, though, we should do our best to live so sensitive to God that we can learn to hear and recognize His voice in good times and then when the times are not as good. Uh, and we also need to learn to distinguish between the many voices that speak to us and listen and obey the ones that will make us a better person. How many, how many times have you had God to speak to you or had voices this week of decisions that you needed to make and you contemplated, should I do this or should I do this or should I not do this? And so it's a, it's a constant, it's constant, I think, every day in making the right choices. In John 10, Jesus talks about how the sheep follow their shepherd because they're familiar to the voice of the shepherd. And you know, I've explained and showed you how that, uh, you know, uh, in, you, you know, I've got a friend that lives in Australia, but he was raised in New Zealand and he worked on a sheep farm for many, many years. And, and he's just brilliant when it comes to sheep. And he said, you know, we would be out with the sheep. And he said, uh, different ones, we, we had them in different places and different shepherds. But he said, if we come together, um, he said, when I got up and I spoke to, to the sheep of my fold, they got up and followed me, but the rest of them didn't go. Because they didn't recognize my voice. But when another shepherd got up and spoke and said to them, then they got up and followed him. And, and he went on and on to explain until the whole pack left. But each shepherd, the sheep followed the shepherd that of their, their, their shepherd, not someone else's. When the other shepherd spoke, they didn't move. They didn't do anything. They just sit there because they didn't recognize that voice. So they didn't, they didn't move. So as he was telling me this, he said, but when I spoke to, to the ones that were uh, uh, of my sheepfold and, and I got up, he said, they just followed me right where I was going and wherever I needed to take them to eat and to graze and whatever. So it's important, I believe, to hear and know the right voice. John 10 verse 5 says, Yet they will be by no means... Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. I preached a message once, there's danger in listening to the voice of a stranger. And so I believe it's important to all of us to realize there's strange voices. And when there's strange voices, we shouldn't be listening to strange voices, just like I explained to you about the sheep. You know, uh, we, we read in First Samuel, you know, it's a very uh, interesting passage of Scripture to me in First Samuel when um, 
you know, Hannah, we go back, and, and Hannah was praying, and, and she didn't have a child, and she wanted a child so badly, and, and, and the, the husband's other wife had children, but she didn't, and when they would go up uh, for the sacrifice each time, and, and at the temple one time when she was there, she was just in tears, and, and she was in agony praying that God would open her womb and give her a child and she said God if you'll give me this child I'll give him to you well you know um, Eli was there and and uh, if I said Samuel I meant Eli Eli the prophet was there and he thought she was drunk but he said I'm not drunk I'm just in agony of prayer I'm in my soul is agonizing I want a child and so he spoke to her and and he said uh, you know go home and do what you need to do and you'll have a child well after the child was weaned they brought Samuel back and Eli began to raise Samuel and when Samuel was 11 years old he was 11 years old in the night a voice came and said Samuel Samuel wow isn't it good to hear the voice of God wow but here he was 11 years old he didn't understand so he got up and he went to the prophet Eli and he said here I am I'm at your, at your side what is it that you need he said I didn't call you go back and lie down so that happened three times and the third time when he came uh, Samuel said this is not me talking to you son this is God talking to you so go back and when you hear if you hear lie down again if you hear this voice say here I am Lord here I am and that's what we need to be doing every day to God is here I am Lord here I am see we're so busy and so caught up with our lives sometimes we can't recognize we can't recognize the voice that we need to hear because we're so in we're so in uh, 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 strained and ingrained and, and overcome by what's going on we're not listening to the voice that will give us peace we're not giving to, that's listening to the voice that will take us through but anyway uh, Samuel said here I am Lord and <laughs> you know all at once as he began to say that uh, God began to speak to him and tell him about the future of the prophet uh, Eli and his children and what was going to happen well uh, can you imagine an 11 year old hearing God's voice and, and hearing this about the future of a great prophet well you know uh, uh, they, they woke up the next morning and an 11 year old child when he had heard that voice and God had spoke to him he, he didn't know he that he should tell uh, Eli the prophet but the prophet come in and he said now I know you heard the voice of God last night so what was it that God told you well he didn't want to tell because it wasn't a good thing to tell because Eli had not been obeying God and doing what he needed to do and had not been correcting his children the way he should correct his children and you know the word of God will correct all of us when we read the word of God and sometimes when I preach the word of God it may bring correction and you may not like it 
And you know, one of the things I've learned, you know, when people are offended, I wouldn't dare try to preach to an offended person because if I tried to address a message an offended person, I only offend them more because they've already got me tuned out and turned off. And so I know that I could never preach to an offended person. That would not be the right thing to do. I'd just preach the word of God and if someone is offended, that's their problem because they're not hearing the voice of God. It's not mine. See, God uses people to correct us through his word sometimes, but sometimes because we're offended, we don't want to hear his voice. Amen? You know, I remember I was in a, a public meeting. It was in a meeting where there was some very, very powerful, influential people in ministry and if I called your name, you had their names, and there was about, I think there was nine or 11, I don't remember. And we were all sitting around this table, and we were discussing something. I was invited in to this particular meeting, and, and most all of these are national and international television ministries that you would know if I called their name. And so one of the, ho- the host asked me a question, and I was answering the question, and then uh, it went around, and then they asked me again. And then... About the time I, I, I started to answer the question, they said, be quiet, Don. They just asked me a question. And I'm sitting there looking, and I'm seeing all these people, and I was embarrassed that the host would treat me this way in front of everybody. And that voice spoke up inside of me and said, you don't have to sit here. You know who you are. You can get up and walk out of this meeting and show out of this meeting and show them that they can't talk to you that way and embarrass you in front of all them people. Well, that old voice, I just kind of like that voice. <laughs> I, I'll just. Yeah, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I, I kind of got out of the meeting, you know, and what they were talking about. And, uh, and that voice, I, I, come on, talk to me some more and tell me some more. You know, well, you know, you, you, you've got experience, and as much as these, you may not have the same uh, television exposure and whatever that they have, but, you know, you're, you're God's child. I mean, that, you know, so just, just get up and walk out of here and just put your hands on your shoulder and walk out and say, y'all have your good meeting, I'm, I'm leaving. But you know what? I sit there and then another voice spoke up. And another voice spoke up and when it did, it said, you're my child. Be an example of my child. Be an example of a Christian. Maybe you don't like what was said and what was done and you may be offended at the moment, but let it slide. Let it go. You don't know what was going on in the host's mind when they said that and they may not have realized that they said it as belligerent or as hateful or as unkind as you thought. So you know who you are. So why do you need to get up and walk out of the meeting? Why do you need to show yourself off? Why do you need to let your flesh and your emotions have its way? Well, I didn't like that voice. I didn't like that voice at all. But you know, I just started praying under my breath and and praying in tongues. And all at once, I just calmed down. And and when I calmed down, you know, uh, it it, it helped me. And and later, I was asked to speak. And, and you know, uh, again. And so, you know, you're, you're at the place... Uh, that well should I should I not but 
I, I spoke and, and it brought a calm because everybody saw that I did not let what happened to me happen in me. I almost did. Because yes. that voice started speaking up real loud. I mean, it got louder as I, the more I listened, the louder it got. And the better it felt that I could just show off. You know who, I know who I am. I'll show you. I don't have to be quiet when you ask me to talk. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, that, that person today is, and myself, we're great friends. And uh, apology came and, and then support even for ministry many times has come from that person uh, to help us do things for God because I, I did not allow a, a voice that spoke to me offend me to the place that I was going to sever a relationship. And how many times at work does someone speak to you and say something to you at work and all at once that same voice that, that I heard, you hear the same voice and how many times have you reacted to that voice and given in to that voice? Maybe at home or somewhere else that these voices come. See, but we can learn from the story of of, of uh, Eli and Samuel. Uh, it's a learning process to hear the voice of the Lord. See, if I hadn't had experience in that meeting, I would have let the wrong voice lead me out of that meeting and lost some good relationships. But you know what? God helped me to, God helped me to not let that voice that I heard keep getting louder and louder. I finally squinched and quenched and stopped listening to that voice and started listening to the right one. And how many times has God spoken to us and we didn't recognize his voice? How many times has he talked to us and we didn't recognize it? And see, sometimes it's been warnings to us, God speaking to us to do the right thing. But because we're busy, because we're overworked, because we got so much going on, we, we don't hear the voice of God. Now, I remember, and pardon me for bringing up so many of my stories right away here, but I remember the day that our son was killed. He and I had had lunch together. Well, the night before, we'd done a little trip together, and he had just gotten his learner's license, and so he was driving and, and um, playing Phil Driscoll on the 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 the, the well, back then it was cassettes and and so he was playing Phil Driscoll because that was one of his favorite singers and and at his funeral actually Phil Driscoll came and and uh, sang and ministered at his uh, going home service but anyway as we was riding down the road you know he was talking and listening to Phil and we had a great night and, and so the next day when we went, he said, Dad, I want to go up and under the platform. Well, just as he was there, I heard something, but I was so busy. I had a person waiting waiting to be counseled, and, and uh, she was so busy uh, on the computer. We'd just gotten a new system, and she was learning the new system. And, and, and I'd been there not knowing anything about it, but listening to her frustration. And we had other staff meeting, and then we had a, a, a practice going on with the worship leader and, and, and the musicians. And so there's a lot going on. But I remember right before he walked, uh, uh, crawled in under the platform, uh, 
I heard something. I heard something. I, 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 there was something telling me. But I was so busy to stop and listen. And I remember just taking my hand and putting, and he was such a handsome man, had, had his hair kind of, it wasn't long like my grandson's, TJ's, but it was, you know, it was a real nice length. And he was just so handsome. And, and he always kept every hair in place. And he liked to dress real nice. And anyway, he came to work with us that day because school was out and he said dad I want to I feel called into the ministry and so I want to learn things and so we were getting ready to do the big meeting downtown y'all have heard this story but maybe not this part and so he needed to go under the platform or he wanted to to see what he had to do to get the cords removed so we could take him down to the big uh, convention center anyway uh, right before he walked under I heard something and, and it must have been a warning but I was so busy, I just put my hands on his face, and, and I just looked at him, and I put my other hand on his other cheek, and I just looked at him, and, and, and it, was, it was my last look. It was my last look at him. And I said, son, really be watchful. And I walked away, and it was like something, something on the inside of me was not right, but I didn't hear clearly. Now, I could be guilty. I, I, I fought guilt for a long time. I, I fought a lot of things because that moment I didn't stay long enough to hear God's voice and I might could have prevented His early departure. I don't know that. But these are things we live with if we don't stop and listen to the right voice. So I believe God was trying to tell me for him not to do that. But I, I, I can't go back. I can't undo. I wouldn't harm a soul uh, ever. I wouldn't harm anybody. That's not my nature. But anyway, uh, he went under there and, and was electrocuted. And his life was taken. But you know what? As I said, I've had to live over the years fighting guilt from time to time. And even it's been as long as it has, sometimes guilt still tries to come back because I didn't recognize the voice of God. So I'm just saying to you, we all struggle. We all struggle. We all get busy. But God will be clear if we'll let him be clear. You know, uh, um, as, as we read uh, the, the Bible, there's a lot of things in the Bible about voices. And, and let me read you from Genesis chapter 27. I want to read you a story here. And I think most all of us would here would know this story. But, uh, and it's about Jacob. Genesis 27. And we'll start reading at verse 18. I'm going to read it out of the New King James Version. And um, it says here, So he went to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. 
So Jacob went near to Isaac to his father and he felt him and he said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like the, his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. Now, I'm not going to get into the story of the blessing and all of this. I'm just wanting you to know he let his senses override the voice he recognized. He let his emotions overcome him rather than... This is Jacob's voice. But your hands uh, and your neck feel like Esau's and smells like Esau. He let his senses override what he knew. Many times we do the very same thing. We let our senses or our emotions push the word of God out of our life or push the voice of God out of our life. As I explained, I was busy. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining at anybody that misses the mark. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, we, we all miss the mark and we all struggle with hearing the voice of God. But God wants us to get better at hearing his voice. And the better we get at hearing his voice, the better our lives become. Is anybody here? Yeah. See, Isaac was deceived by Jacob, even though he knew it was Jacob's voice. See, he, the Bible said he couldn't see good, but, but he smelt and touched. And because he listened to Jacob's deception, he, it caused both of the boys a lot of pain and a lot of people a lot of pain. See, when we, when we don't recognize the voice of God, usually we wind up with some kind of pain or some kind of consequences when we don't uh, uh, listen to God's voice. Now, I'm not critical. I'm not condemning. I'm just, I'm just striving and saying to each one of you right now, let's learn and say, oh God, help me to be sensitive, to know your voice more and more so I don't make wrong choices and I don't make wrong decisions and I don't break relationships that I shouldn't break. Or if there's some that's, that's run their course that I know I'm at the end of that relationship or, or whatever I'm supposed to do, help me to do it your way, not my way. So, so many different voices, and, and they're, they're more than they used to be. You said they're more than they used to be? Yeah, because we got Facebook, we got uh, Instagram, we got uh, uh, LinkedIn, we got uh, uh, Snapchat. God only knows of all the different social media things that we have. And so there's all kinds of voices out there. And, and you know, just like right now, you know, I'm going to tell you folks something. Uh, uh, you know, I have a stand that I take in the political side of, of right. But if yours is different than mine, that should not separate us as Christians. I mean, that should have nothing to do. If you choose the, a, a different party or you choose to vote for someone else, even though, 
Even though I may not agree with you and you may not agree with me. If we've got Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, that should never come in between us so we cannot go on and walk together. The Bible said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Well, we're not agreeing on who's going to be the senator or the congressperson or the president. We're agreeing on Jesus Christ that he's our Lord and that we're going to follow him and we're going to believe in him. And even though there's a divine between us God is going to help us with this divide between us because we are both focused on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the great I am so technology has brought to surface many more voices than there used to be and so I'm exhorting you today to spend time with God and the more time you spend with him in his word the more familiar you'll become with his voice. I'm enjoying this. I don't know about you, but I'll tell you, this is, this is, I want to hear God's voice. I want to hear God's voice, don't you? I want my kids to hear my voice. I want my grandchildren to hear my voice. I want my great-grandchildren to hear my voice. You say, your voice? Yeah, because I'm encouraging. I, I, I like to encourage. I like to, I like to find the good. You know, when they do wrong, they not, might need correction. But you can't constantly give correction. Sometimes you've got to stop and just show some love and say some nice things and, 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 and give them some validation and give them some assurance. And, 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 and you know... Just your voice speaking to them gives them comfort like the shepherd to the sheep. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd and they won't follow a stranger. So did you know how many thoughts a person has a day? Experts estimate that the mind thinks between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts. That's an average of 2,500 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. That's a lot of thoughts. So that can be a lot of voices, can it? See, that can be a lot of voices. And then um, others estimate it's a little smaller. Some say there's 50,000 per day, which is more than 2,100 thoughts per an hour. This, too, is a great number. And, and once again, uh, thoughts can become voices. Remember how I told you I was in a meeting? And what happened in this meeting? Well, that thought became a voice. And I could have acted upon that voice. So when you start getting 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, uh, many of them are insignificant and many of them are in, unimportant, of course. And you, you must know that. But some are very, very powerful that we have to decide whether that thought should stay or that thought should leave. And many people don't know how to make that choice. And we have the voice of God. What are the different voices we have in the world? We have the voice of God, which is the greatest voice, and it's God's Word. There's nothing better than the voice of God, God's Word. Oh, I love God's Word. I love God's Word, don't you?
I love God's word. You know, this morning when that, uh, uh, I, I, uh, this morning real early, five o'clock, when, when the, the, in our bedroom we got a hall right down to it and that burglar alarm started beeping, <laughs> that was not fun. Because it beeps about every two minutes. And then you have, finally I had to just get up, or she got up, got the ladder, you know, miss, miss, miss do it all. I mean, she doesn't need anybody. She didn't need any help. When I go to heaven, she'll just go right on, you know. She'll just do her thing, you know, if I go first, you know. Uh, but I, 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 I lay there and listen to it beep a little bit. And, but her ears is much more sensitive than mine. And I heard the step ladder opening up. And so I said, ah, get off of that ladder I, that's my job and so I got up and unhooked it you know uh, that wasn't a, a good thing uh, to, to wake up and hear that hear that noise at 5 o'clock in the morning this morning so we've been up ever since and so she said would you like some coffee and I said might as well I'm not going back to sleep now uh, uh, again see you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen. But instead of getting angry, instead of listening to the wrong voice, I just started praying in the Holy Ghost and just blessing the Lord and ministering and, and just glorifying God and start praying over this service. So uh, I'm telling you, the only real word, only real voice, accurate voice is the word of God. But we have the voice of the, your spirit. Many times the voice of your spirit, sometimes people don't recognize the voice of your spirit. You have the voice of God. You have the voice of your spirit. And um, then we have the voice of the devil. Eve heard that voice. But when Eve heard that voice, she listened to that voice. She obeyed that voice. And because Eve listened to that voice, you and I are still suffering the consequences of the voice she listened to. Yes. Yes. Now I'm going to take this a step further. And you may not like this one. But sometimes when we listen to the wrong voice, we may cause other people consequences too that they didn't ask for. So let's listen. Ask God to help us. See, you and I are still affected today. Uh, you know, there's the voice of reason, the voice of emotion, the voice of the flesh, the voice of doubt, the voice of circumstances. How many times does the circumstances talk to you louder than, than anything else? Because that circumstance is staring in your face. The voice of unbelief, the voice of fear, the voice of pride, the voice of your past. How many times has the voice of your past come up? The voice of insecurity, low self-esteem that says you're not good enough. You know, someone just recently told me that they would be with their friends and, and they, they, uh, they would hear this voice, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And they said, I always wanted the validation and the approval of my dad. My dad would never give me validation and approval. So finally, when I didn't get the validation and the approval of my dad, I got started getting validation from wrong friends. And so wrong friends influenced me and took me down the wrong road. But thank God, uh, thank God I was able to turn my life around and hear the right voice. Amen. You know, I was in the airport Thursday coming home from the funeral and I had my flight. And, and you know, 
it, it came from Dallas to where I was and then from there back here. And it, it landed right on time. You know, I was watching it on flight aware. And, and, and um, because I've been in that airport many times and I don't recall of ever going out on time. And anyway, uh, I, the, the flight came and, and so I just had a carry on. And so the, uh, the, the, the attendant there said, everybody bring your bags up. We're going to put them on the little cart and put them on the airplane. So we did that. And so everything was just working fine. We're just going to get out of there on time. And so they no sooner than landed those that they come on with the announcement, got a maintenance problem. Well, you know, I, I didn't think too much about it. And, um, Anyway, we walked around and waited a few minutes, and of course, everybody's wanting to know when they're going to get the plane fixed, and so after a while, we saw them unhook it from the, the um, jet, jet bridge, and they moved it back, and then when they moved it back, we watched, and they were working on it, and then all at once, we saw them take the plane and went away, and we didn't ever see the plane for, you know, it was gone. So, so I, I went up to the, the lady, and I said, you know, they've got a, and this was now uh, about 2.30, and it was supposed to have left at 2 o'clock, and I said, um, maybe it was 2.45 by then, maybe 3, I'm not sure. Anyway, it had been a while, and I said, what would you recommend? I said, they got a flight at 6.10, and I said, I've just called, and I can get on the 6.10 flight. What would you recommend? Would you take the 6.10, or would you wait and see if this one's going to get fixed? She said, I think I'd take a sure thing. And so... Uh, you know, something inside of me just said, well, what if they get that one fixed? And so there was another pilot over there, and I went and talked to him, and he said, well, you know, he said, this is just not a, he said, this is a, a choice that, you, you know, it's a gamble. And so I'm praying, Lord, what should I do? Well, he didn't tell me what to do. I just got on the phone, and I booked the 610 flight. And so at 4 o'clock, they got the plane fixed. It come up to the gate, and when they did, I walked up there, and she said, Sir, you're not getting on. You, you changed your flight. And there was 20 more of us that changed our flight. And they said, We're, you're not going to Dallas on this flight. You're going to on the 610 flight. I said, but you've got seats she said, you're exactly right, and we're going, we're going with those seats empty, and you're going on the 610 flight. Well, I heard that voice, but there was another voice that come up on the inside of me. Oh, and some of the ones standing around there, you should have heard their voices. They weren't nice, and they didn't say, they, they, they were bad words that was coming out of them. Those were bad voices, and I'm, I'm glad I wasn't the flight person there because, uh, uh, you know, uh, but again, see, this was a decision that I made. I chose to make this decision, so I had to, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't know that if I changed my flight that I couldn't get that one if they got that, that one fixed. I didn't know that. They didn't bother to tell me, you can't go back to your original flight even if there's empty seats. They didn't tell me that. So, you know, your flesh, you want to hear the voice of your emotions in your flesh, because I want them to get home. It's already over two hours late, so I wanted to get home. You know, when you leave, and there's no place like home. Is that right? Especially when you're out there on them airplanes and walking up and down the airports. And, uh, and you know, you've got to go through all the stuff you go through. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I, I listened to the wrong voice. 
but I was trying to do the right thing. How many times have we tried to do the wrong thing, right thing, and we let the wrong voice lead us down the wrong road? Is anybody here? Now, let me just mention a few more. There's the voice of a spouse sometimes. Sometimes there's a voice of a spouse. Everybody doesn't have one, but sometimes there's a voice of a spouse. I won't get into that one very much at all since I have a spouse sitting on the front row. Boy, and I'll tell you, does she have a voice? (laughs) I'm sure nobody else knows what I'm talking about. Boy, but my spouse has a voice, I'm telling you. Sometimes sometimes she makes sure I hear that voice. Sometimes, uh, 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 you know, she tells me louder the second time. Uh, And sometimes the third time she tells me louder about that voice. You know, she's talking to me. but then there's the voice of a parent. And how many times do children not listen to the voice of a parent? The voice of a child. And how many times as that child grows older and needs to be heard, the parent doesn't hear what the child is really saying. And you know, as I said a minute ago, it bears repeating, a, a child longs to hear the voice of validation. And you know, this day and time, and I'm going to meddle here a little bit and get myself in trouble with some people, but not everybody, because it's the Bible. You know, this day and time, people don't spank, and people don't correct. Uh, But you know, and whatever your belief is, that's your business, but I'm going to believe what the Bible said. The Bible said, train up a child in the right way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And it also said, if you uh, spare the rod, you spoil the child. I got the rod lots of times, and I wasn't spoiled. (laughs) I knew better. Anyway, we won't get into that, but many times a child just needs, instead of correction, they need validation sometimes. They need to be praised. They need to be told of what they're doing right. See, sometimes all a parent can do is tell a person what they're, tell a child what they're doing wrong. Well, how do you expect them to learn to hear the right voice if you don't, if you don't tell them what the right thing is? Uh, and, and you know, there's, there, there's the, the voice of your, maybe you've got a sister, maybe you've got a brother, or the voice of a friend, the voice of your pastor, the voice that comes to you and says, you need to buy this, and you know you don't have the money to buy it. But your old, that old voice is saying, that is so beautiful, that is so pretty, I want it. You ain't got nothing to do with need sometimes. It's just want. But that voice is saying, get it, get it, get it, get it. Buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. How many times have we let the voice cause us to buy something and when we get home, ooh, I wish I hadn't bought this. You know, nothing wrong with a new car, but many times the new smell gets off of it and the shine gets off of it and you got the payments. And so you're listening, you know, you listen to the voice of a salesman. You know, I listened to the voice of a salesperson here a few weeks ago. And and not for me personally, but for something else, uh, I listened to it and then I I told the person, I said, I listen to your voice and let you talk me into this. I said, you know, you were the better salesman than I was resistant. And 
and, and you hadn't kept your end of the bargain. Well, you know, he told my son David, said, I felt like I was ambushed uh, when your dad uh, told me that I hadn't kept my end of the bargain. Well, you see, uh, I listened to the wrong voice. I listened to a voice that I thought was going to help me, but he was interested in the commission, not what I was going to get. So, folks, I'm telling you, we get, we, we get all these voices, and most of the time we don't listen to the voice wrongly. It's just that we don't have the time, we're not taking the time to listen to the right voice. Sometimes there's the voice to say, tithe, 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 tithe. tithe. And somebody will say, well, then, then, you know, that's not, you need to give, you need to give, you need to give. I'm talking to somebody right now. You need to tithe, you need to give. See, that's a voice that many times we ignore. You know, I'm out all the time and some, sometimes people, and I'll just find myself, you know, my wife hardly gives me any money. I told y'all before, she used to be my source. She did. She used to be my source. And, and I, heard, I never had any money, you know. So finally, she, I mean, she was, because she'd give me a little allowance, you know. And, and I had to buy my gas out of the allowance. I said to her, that's not right. I said, you, you got the whole purse, you got the whole thing, and then you expect me to buy my gas out of my little allowance. I said, this day and time, you can't even fill up a tank on my allowance. <laughs> but you know what I started doing? I started giving my allowance away. I just see somebody, and the Lord just speak to my heart, who do I give to today? Who do I? I mean, it didn't take long to give it away. <laughs> I mean, it, it was gone before I could blink my eyes good. But you know what? I, I, she very seldom ever gives me any money. She very seldom gives me any money. Because you know what? I just started giving, and some, I'll be somewhere, and somebody puts something in my hand, somebody do this and this and this and somebody. And, and you know, I get taken care of. And sometimes I even get to buy clothes out of what people give me. Yeah, it's that much. I get to buy clothes. You know, I get to enjoy myself. And I'm not having to ask her, can I have some money? <laughs> oh, I love it because I don't like asking her because she gets those body language when I ask for money. She has a body language when I ask for money. But you know what? You, that, you out there that didn't hear that, she said, look how I increased your faith. <laughs> well, you know what? She did because I didn't want her to be my source. I got tired of her being my source. I wanted God to be my source. And you know what? I'm so happy because, you know, I go places now. And you know what? I don't have to share it, but I do, you know. Uh, uh, you know, yesterday we were somewhere and... and now, don't be talking about ice cream. The only reason you bought the ice cream last night was because I left my money at home.
Because you were sitting over there when I was at the counter, and I was by. We, we, we were not, wasn't ice cream. It was custard, frozen custard, you know. Um, anyway, um, I was in there praying and studying, and she comes in there, you, you want to go to Andy's? <laughs> I mean, out of my prayer time and out of my study, I, yeah, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh, but you know what? God supplies my needs. So you did increase my faith. Uh, uh, but I'll try to bring this to a close now because I, I want you to understand. Um, their voice is telling us to do things we shouldn't do. Voice is telling us to do things we should do. And you know, we all have our shortcomings, but that, sometimes that voice says, you're ugly. You're ugly. If you're a child of God and you, you got a good attitude, you can't be ugly, no matter what your features are. If you're a child of God and you got a good attitude, you can't be ugly. The devil will tell you you're not good enough, or that voice will tell you you're not good enough. And, and somebody just this week told both of us, they said, you know, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Uh, but, but I have learned, I've learned from you too, how that I can't listen to that voice. I got to listen to the voice of God and how the voice of God let me know, even though I may not have some talents that somebody else does, or I can't do what somebody else does, that I'm through Jesus Christ, I'm good enough. I'm not good enough on my own, but through Jesus Christ, I'm good enough. Can I hear an amen? amen. See, the voice uh, will tell you maybe, uh, you know, just, just like somebody told us this week, said that voice told me, take drugs. Be like your friends. Take drugs. Drink alcohol. And they said, I listened to that voice. And it took me down the wrong road. Well, I see it every day that that it's not just young people that's listening to that voice. It's, it's, it's adults. It's people that's got children. Children are being born uh, addicted to cocaine when they're born because the parent listened to the wrong voice. I'm telling you the truth today. If we will decide that we want to be better at hearing God's voice. We have to slow down. We have to slow down. You know, again, I want to go back to, to my experience Thursday. I wanted to get home. That's all. I just wanted to get home. I wanted to get home, and, and if I would have been on that flight, I'd have been here just before the traffic. Well, I didn't, and you know, the flight I did get, it was almost an hour late. The one that's supposed to come at 6.10, it didn't leave at 6.10, it left at 7-something. And, and again, you know, I saw people all upset, but I didn't listen to that wrong voice. I just knew I'd get home when I got home. But, you know, I just wanted to get home. But I let myself be guided 
by a voice. I mean, there was no sin in it. God didn't hurt me, and I don't think I learned anything other than don't be booking flights when there's <laughs> one that might get fixed. <laughs> I did learn that. But but see, there's there's nothing. If if we will start listening to the voice of love, everybody say the voice of love. The voice of love. If we'll listen to the voice of love. If we'll listen to uh, the voice of hospitality, the voice of hospitality, God wants you to be kind. You know, we have someone uh, staying in our home for a few days, a friend of mine. He's preaching in another church here this morning somewhere. And, um, you know, he he asked me when he was here, "Would, would you mind putting me up? He's a great friend. And, uh, and I, I I don't mind being hospitable to someone. I don't mind it. You know, it kind of, when you have someone staying with you, it kind of puts you in a little bit desperate mood or mode, you know, because you've got to take care of each guest. But I don't mind listening to the voice of hospitality. That doesn't mean I invite every stranger that comes along in my house. But I don't mind being hospitable. God wants us to be. And that's a voice, the voice of generosity. If we'll listen to the voice of generosity. And that's what I've learned to do. That's why she's not my source anymore. I was generous before, but now I just decided I'm going to do it my way, the way God wants me to. Anyway, if we'll listen to the voice of justice, the voice of righteousness, the voice of compassion, the voice of hope, nothing in this world will be able to snatch us away. Nothing will be able to knock you down, tear you up and turn you around. Because if you're obeying the voices of love, truth, generosity, hospitality, kindness, and hope and compassion, God will help you take the right step. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for your word. That never returns voice. Your voice, your word is alive, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And help us here today, Lord, in this room and those that are watching with us in different parts of the world. I just pray, Lord, right now that your sweet presence will overshadow everyone. And your peace right now will come on, people. I'm going to have Rosa sing here in just a minute. But before I do, I want everybody to pray this prayer. Because somebody might be here today in the service. Your heart may not be right with God. Somebody may be watching and listening. Your heart's not right with God. And we want to see you make the right choice. Make the right decision. Let's everybody pray this prayer out loud. Dear Lord. I come to you now. I give you my life, my heart, 
my soul, my mind, my body. I'm, I make you Lord of my life. Jesus, you are my Lord. Forgive me for my shortcomings. Forgive me for being so busy. I don't hear your voice. Help me now to learn how to slow down and hear your voice. Instead of the voice of reason, instead of the voice of anger, instead of the voice of strife, I want to hear the voice of love. I want to act on the voice of love. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Word of God speak, but you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty. Be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty? Be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Word of God, speak. Anybody, would you like to come down? It's up to you. I'm just asking. If you've got a need and you want to come down and you want me to pray over your need, it's okay to get out and come down here and stand. I want to pray with you that God will help you and maybe, maybe somehow you've been missing and listening to the wrong voice or you want to be more sensitive. If you want to come down here and pray with me, well, get out of your seat and come down here right now. I mean, you don't have to, but if you want to, I want you to know the altars are always open. Always here. I'm always here uh, after I close, ready to pray for anyone. Because the Bible says to lay hands on people. And I still believe God wants us to do that. I believe the gifts of the Spirit are for the church today. And too many times we get in a hurry when we come to church. You know, we get in a hurry. We want it to be over so we can go on about our life. But remember, getting in a hurry usually gets us in trouble. We forget something. We don't hear the right voice. Causes us to make a mistake by getting in a hurry when we need to just stop. Does anybody want me to pray with you this morning? If you do, come down here. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Well, come on down. If you, if you want me to pray with you this morning, it's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want us all to... Uh, I want us all just to stand up. Would you just, just stand up and let's just, just pray in the Spirit because, you know, sometimes... Sometimes people try to get us to do things, even family members. Family members try to get us to do things, and we know in our hearts we shouldn't, but we listen to that voice and do it anyway. And so I, I, I pray this morning that everybody will see that even though it might be a family member, sometimes you may have to say no. Sometimes you may have to say no. I want to. I, I I can't do that. And and you know, just like I mentioned a few minutes ago, sometimes when it comes to buying something, you 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 may need it, but you can't afford to buy it. And you know it's not the right thing to do to put it on the credit and have that big interest charge. But you listen to that voice because it's something, something you, you know you shouldn't do, but you do it. You listen to the voice of what you want or you need rather than saying to God, you supply my need and I'll make a way where there is no way. I'll make a way where there is no way. I want to do what God wants me to do. And that's one of the things, even though that God has blessed us the way He has, there's been times that we have to just really watch. I mean, you say, you do, Pastor? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things I'd like to do. But when I look at the bank account, the bank account doesn't allow me to do that. And I don't want to use that charge card with 15, 16, 17% interest, whatever that's going to be. I don't know what it is. I want to, I want to do the things that will bring glory to God. I want to hear the right voice. And you that are viewing, I hope you will understand today that you can make the right choice and we're praying with you and father before i lay hands on these here i thank you that they have stepped up here and said i want a prayer of agreement i'm they may be struggling with something that could be a family member it could be a job it could be somebody at work it could be a business it could be someone in a business that's doing something they shouldn't do. Somehow, Lord, whatever it is that each individual needs, we come to you because you're our source. You're our source. And I believe today, God, that you're speaking to people, you're ministering to people, you're talking to people. And I thank you, Lord, that Somehow we all are going to learn to hear you better. We're going to slow down instead of being in such a hurry to get things done or to get to where we're going. We're going to listen to your voice. 
Father, I thank you for Gina today. And I just ask for your blessings to be upon Gina, that she can hear your voice clear. and That she recognizes your voice. She knows your voice. Everybody just pray in the Spirit with me, would you? That she recognizes your voice. She knows your voice. She hears your voice. Thank you for bringing her this far. Thank you for all that you've done for Gina. Thank you, Lord, for... It's been a miraculous year for her, God. It's been a miraculous year. The changes you've brought and the things that you've done for her. Now, I just pray that she gets stronger and that she gets more bolder for you and she recognizes your voice. She recognizes your voice. I thank you, Lord, that she recognizes your voice. She's more sensitive to you than she's ever been in her life. God, you're just directing her steps. Yes, Lord, she hears. She hears your voice. She hears the right voice. She hears the right voice. She hears the right voice. Right right and I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it right now. I thank you, Lord, that LJ hears the right voice. He hears the right voice. Come here, son. He hears the right voice. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that he hears the right voice. He hears the right voice. Oh, come on, church. The anointing of God. The anointing of God. The anointing of God right now. The anointing of God. You hear the right voice. 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 You're learning to discard the voices that's not going to be good. The voice that says yes. Yes, it's time. Yes, this is right. Yes, this is the way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for helping her not to struggle, but to hear the right voice. To, to hear the right voice. To hear the right voice. Help now, Lord, to hear the right voice. The right voice. Come on, everybody believe God with me right now. Something's taking place in the Spirit today. The anointing is flowing. There it is. There it is. Let it flow. Let it flow. There, there it is. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The right voice. 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 God, she hears the right voice. She hears the right voice. She hears the right voice in the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Father, I pray for the people that's in our audience. I pray for the people that's in our audience, Lord, that they will hear the voice, that they will hear the right voice. They will hear the right voice. God, right now, something is happening in the Spirit. God, help people to hear the right voice, to recognize your voice, obey your voice, to be led by your voice. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, come on and worship, everybody. Just worship. I believe, I believe this was a word right straight from the throne of God. I believe this was a word right straight from the throne of God. Thank you, Lord. 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 
thank you. Something in the Spirit is moving. The Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is moving. Just receive. Just receive right now. Receive in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, receive. In Jesus' name, receive. Receive, receive. He's touching you. He's speaking to you. He's ministering to you. He's healing you. He's opening doors for you. He's making a way for you. He's changing things in your family. He's changing things in your life. He's changing things in your life. Come on, everybody, just press in. Press in. Press in.
the more we will be like him, the more we will act like him, the more our needs will be supplied in our families, whatever they are. If we got family members astray, if we got family members that's, you know, being rebellious or children being rebellious, somehow, Father, I just send laborers. I send laborers. In the name of Jesus, Matthew 9, 38, Lord, we send laborers. We send laborers right now. We send laborers right now. We send laborers in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I believe God's touched some people today. And honestly, again, I believe this was a word straight from heaven. When God spoke these, because I never preached on voices before that I can remember. I never took a subject to preach on. And, and it's in line with my, my series, but I felt like calling it voices. Which one are you listening to? And especially when a roadblock comes, when a detour comes, which voice do you listen to? You that are home, wherever you are, do your part. Maybe God's telling you don't have a church and God's telling you to tithe to Experience Life Church or Don Clowers Ministries. They're all the same. You can go to donclowers.com or you can go to, uh, you can go to Experience Life Church and help support our work. Do your part. And if you'll do your part, God will do yours. Thank you for putting up the slide. And all you got to do is go to elglobal.church, donclowers.com. Or you want to send in a check, you can send it to the post office box there. All of you that are viewing and watching, thank you so much for your support. You that do support us, you that do help us, and you that weren't on in the front. We have little Josie just out there working and ministering and getting all these people saved and these parents' life being touched. Now don't forget, Tuesday night, Bill Weiss is going to be with me. Bill Weiss was a businessman successful businessman in the world. He wasn't saved. He didn't know Jesus. But he encountered 23 minutes of hell. He encountered 23 minutes of hell. He's going to be with me on the Tuesday night webcast. And he's going to be given his story of those 23 minutes. And if you know of people that's unsaved and that don't know Jesus, have them tune in to the webcast Tuesday night. Because this is one of the most, it's, it's not frightening. It's not frightening. But he's going to answer questions. I, I've got some questions that I'm going to ask him. I'm going to say, what about people who never heard the name of Jesus? Who never heard about Jesus? Well, they go to hell. I'm going to ask him all kinds of questions that, that people need to hear. Because he had this experience. And I ask him all kinds of questions that, that people need to hear. Because he had this experience. And after he had this experience, obviously he gave his life to Jesus. And now he's traveling all over the world, he and his wife, telling this story. And that was a picture of his book that he's written. And he'll be with me. Ask him all kinds of questions that, that people need to hear because he had this experience. And after he had this experience, obviously he gave his life to Jesus. And now he's traveling all over the world, he and his wife, telling this story. And that was a picture of his book that he's written. 
and he, he'll be with me Tuesday night, and we're, we're expecting God to touch a lot of people. And let's pray we get a lot of salvations Tuesday night.